0: 800 a.m. and 94.9 FM KINY Juno.
1: From the Alaska
0: Airline Studio. Local first. Now, News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. These are the stories we're following this hour. Juno Harbor Master Matt Cresswell and Board Chair Don Etheridge joined Action Line yesterday to talk about today's and Harbor meeting at 5 p.m. The State Emergency Operations Center continues to support the city and borough of Wrangell's landslide response. And U.S. Senators Lisa Murkowski and Dan Sullivan... Announced the Federal Transit Administration is awarding one hundred and thirty-one million more in bipartisan infrastructure investments to support the Alaska Marine Highway System. First, Juneau Harbor Master Matt Cresswell and Board Chair Don Etheridge joined Action Line yesterday to talk about the Docks and Harbors board meeting happening tonight at five PM. We're going to talk about our bylaws that we've been working on with the legal department for a while and try to get those finalized. We're real close to that, so we'll be talking about that and then uh, we have our annual letter to the assembly that gives a breakdown of what we've been up to and projects that we worked on and what we're hoping to do. So we'll be passing that on to the assembly uh, after an approval. For That's the two biggest items. They'll also be talking about repairs to Aurora Harbor, the docks and Harbor's budget, and a recently approved rate increase. Last Monday during Juneau's blizzard, a wooden trolling vessel in Harris Harbor was past the end of its useful life. The storm caused the vessel to sink and harbor staff found the vessel when it was 76 mile per hour wind gusts downtown. Cresswell details their response. Then the vessel was uninsured. The Coast Guard,
2: thank goodness for our great partners with the Coast Guard and Alaska Department of Environmental Conservation, they stepped in, uh, vessel was known to have 20 to 50 gallons of diesel fuel on it they opened the oil spill liability trust fund to pay to raise the vessel and remove the pollutants and we piggybacked on with them since they were raising the vessel we were able to get the vessel towed over across the channel get it craned out so that the boat came out of the water on monday pollutants were removed from the vessel and the vessel is slated for disposal this week so it just it's a great community effort to see our our local contractors Cook's Construction, Molino's Marine Services, um, the Coast Guard, D.C., Tricano Construction, Docks and Harbors. It's truly a Herculean effort
0: to get something like this to happen in a hurry. The State Emergency Operations Center continues to support the city and borough of Wrangell's landslide response. An SEOC division supervisor and a public information officer are deployed to Wrangell supporting the community's ongoing response the state's individual assistance hotline and online website are open for residents of Wrangell and Kaufman cove who have experienced damages to their homes or have eligible personal expenses that are a direct result of the landslide to register you can go to ready.alaska.gov ia or call 844-445-7131 The search for the two remaining missing people is in a reactive status. If new evidence or information suggests that any missing people may be in a specific area in the slide zone, the Alaska State Troopers may restart the active search focused on that new area. Scent-detecting canines are available for those searches. On Tuesday, the Zamoba Highway was reopened for limited periods to residents who live on the south side of the slide. The Rango Police Department is issuing permits to residents who are authorized to pass through the slide area. Openings are scheduled for 8 to 8.30 a.m., 12 to 12.30 p.m., and 3.30 to 4 p.m. Debris removal and slide stabilization efforts continue, and power has been restored to south of the landslide. Active aerial reconnaissance with unmanned aircraft using light detection and ranging, also known as LIDAR, is ongoing. The LIDAR data is used to assess slide stability and safety. Following community concern about Wrangell's dam integrity after the landslide, DNR's dam safety engineer reported the dam is not an immediate risk of failure. DNR's dam safety and construction unit within the Division of Mining, Land, and Water continues to support the city and borough of Wrangell with information about the dam. DNR's Division of Geological and Geospatial Survey began helicopter LIDAR surveys of the landslide areas in Wrangell yesterday to provide the community information on the ongoing risk and data for future mitigation. And U.S. Senators Lisa Murkowski and Dan Sullivan announced the Federal Transit Administration is awarding $131 million more in bipartisan infrastructure investments to support the Alaska Marine Highway System's operations and recapitalize portions of the fleet. In January, Senator Murkowski announced $285 million in infrastructure funding to improve the reliability and service of Alaska's ferry system. Here is Senator Murkowski with a statement.
3: Today's announcement by the FTA is another big, fat deal for the Alaskans who rely on our critical ferry system. This transformational funding will help address the system's crumbling operations and ensure sustainable connections to our rural communities. I grew up using the ferry system to get around southeast, and I know how important the Alaska Marine Highway System is to so many Alaskan families. By supporting operations across the state and replacing the testemina serving southwest Alaska, we're helping connect coastal communities across our state. When leading negotiations of the bipartisan infrastructure law, I was focused on ensuring our Alaska marine highway system would be healthy and strong, and today's announcement will help that vision succeed. So I encourage the state to smartly take advantage of these investments, the future of the alaska marine highway system depends on their efforts and contribution we cannot miss this transformational opportunity
0: coming up, it's first friday tomorrow more on that when news of the north continues with jazz garrett
1: welcome back to news of the north i'm jazz garrett it's the day before december's gallery walk it's the biggest first friday of the year Gallery and Programs Director of The Jack, Rochelle Bonet, joined Capital Chat to give the details. We've got um, a lot of
2: things going on on Front Street and um, at the Alaska Plaza. Mm-hmm. Thanks to them for hosting some of our booths, um, vendor booths. And the campus will be open. You can go in the Walter Soboloff building. You can go check out the classrooms. The Sea Alaska Corporation building will be open um, in the lobby with some cookies and tea by Breezen. And it sounds like there's going to be a pop-up exhibit at the Old Bank. The UAS Northwest Coast right. Design students will be putting their work up there. Well. Oh cool. So there's there's just so much to do, and, and if you're not sure where to start and you want more information, you can get all of the details on our website.
1: She says this is the biggest participation in gallery walk to date. There will be art, music, and theater. Bonet adds while parking is free downtown after 3 p.m. Thanks to the city and borough of Juneau in honor of the holiday spirit. They will also have a holiday trolley. The other thing I wanted to
2: mention is the Holiday Trolley will be operating thanks to Juno Tours. Um, They've actually added a stop this year, so you can catch the trolley at the Alaska State Museum at South Franklin Street by the tram on the corner of Franklin and Front Street and the Alaska State Capitol Building. That's the new stop that's added this year.
1: The Jax exhibit will kick off from 4.30 to 7.30 with photographer Fu Bao Hartle.
2: Um, We have over 50 participating locations, everybody is kind of doing their own time. Some folks start a little bit earlier and some go late and there's just, there's a lot to do.
1: Beth Vigel from the Juno douglas City Museum and the museum's featured artist Bonnie Lynn Parker joined Capital Chat to share details on her new exhibit. One of the really cool things about Bonnie Lynn's uh, show is its title as well, and it's Mm -hmm. Animism
4: Manufactured Sacred Narratives in Calais. Animism is the belief that all objects have a spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, That belief is held widely around the world in many cultures, many religions, um, and all throughout time. And so I'm really interested in that aspect. And then the manufactured part is, um, a lot of the information on the surfaces of my pots is relating to disposable materials, cardboard, styrofoam, bubble wrap, things like that. um, I use to make molds. And um, so the manufacturing process and kind of smashing handmade and manufacturing together is kind of, it's pretty interesting to me as well. She says she'll have about 100 items on display with a large variety to choose from. Pretty traditional vessels as far as uh, pottery forms go. Cups, bowls, teapots, things like that, but less traditionally made. Um, So a lot of different parts, very piecey, kind of quilty, uh, collage-like.
1: Parker explains her process of creating ceramics.
4: So I think a lot lot of people think of when they think of pottery forms is wheel thrown pottery forms. Mm -hmm. Um, I combine a lot of different hand building processes in my work. I do a little bit of wheel throwing. um, I do some slip casting, which is a way of replicating different materials in clay. um, And I do slab building as well.
1: She has been busy this past year creating new work and teaching art at the University of Alaska Southeast where she is an assistant professor. The museum's exhibit will be open from 4.30 to 7 p.m. Now you're up to date with News of the North. I'm Jazz Garrett.